So that little video just has kind of been served as a little recap of where we've been these last eight weeks through this better series. We've talked about all different kinds of topics, better life, better fun, better resilience, health, sleep, boundaries, friendships. But today I know is the day you've all been waiting for. Okay. We're talking about better finances. That's exactly the reaction I was expecting from you guys. Yep. Dead silence, okay? I mean, not only do we have a hard time when it comes to finances, generally speaking, but man, when the church is talking about it, oh my goodness, you can cut the tension with a knife. Um, and maybe, maybe you're here today and like you heard that Grace is a church for people who don't go to church and maybe you like read some reviews or you talked to a friend and you're like, they don't even really talk about money that much. It's, a, it's safe. You'll be good if you come to church. And you know, we, you heard we don't even take up an offering uh, in the service, and, and, uh, and now here you are, right? Maybe you even brought a friend, heaven help you, okay? If you brought a friend today, and you're like, don't worry, it's cool, it's a church, people don't go to church, and you, you're feeling the side eye right now, right, from them, just keep looking straight ahead at me, you're good. Uh, but here's what I want to say, all right? Because yeah, it's tough. When the church is talking about money, it's all, it just always feels a little amped, you kind of make sure you're sitting on your wallet, right? I mean, it just, you just kind of have that feeling. Um, but let me just, let's just do this real quick. Can everybody just take a nice deep breath in? Go ahead, Rid. And just nice, let it out. Okay, it's all gonna be okay, I promise. Uh, we don't take an offering and we're not gonna start today, okay? There's no fundraiser, there's no thermometers. Um, and, and here's what I wanna say, all right? Um, throughout this entire series, we have been talking about how Jesus makes life better. And our finances are no exception with that, okay? Jesus is gonna actually make our finances better. And, uh, and just shameless plug one last time, the reason I'm wearing this t-shirt is because this is the last Sunday, the final week of our uh, t-shirt challenge that we're doing. So if you have not downloaded the Grace app and you haven't taken our challenge through the daily, if you can do it starting today for the next seven days, um, you will receive a free t-shirt. This stands for Jesus Makes Life Better. And, um, and we totally believe that it does. I had a guy um, last Sunday, as I was leaving the auditorium, he was walking in, he had the t-shirt on, he stopped me and he says, he said, Derek, you know what? He goes, I started doing the, the, the challenge, you know? He's like, I got the t-shirt and all that stuff. He's like, and I, I gotta tell you, I totally did it just for the t-shirt. It's the only reason I started it, okay? Just for the t-shirt, wanted the challenge. He said, but you know what? I can't stop. It's like, I can't stop doing it. He's like, it's been over a month, okay? And he said, and you know what's crazy? He goes, this month, he's like, it's been kind of like the rest of my months. There's been highs and lows and ups and downs. He said, but you know what? It has been the best month I've had in a long time. And we just believe that, that if you start every day by focusing on Jesus, starting with gratitude, prayer, and uh, just a, a scripture, that your life is gonna be better because Jesus makes life better. So here's why you can relax a little bit in today's message, okay? Because listen, whatever Jesus has to say about money, it's only for one goal, and that's to make your life better. Think about that. Whatever Jesus has to say about money is to make your life better. Not worse, not more stressed out, okay? To make life 
better. But I do have to say, before you get too comfortable, Jesus has some pretty intense words to say about money. And what you need to know is that Jesus' teachings on money, they're not comprehensive. Like you couldn't just take Jesus' teachings on money and, and like build a finance 101 course, okay? It wouldn't be complete by any stretch. And in fact, Jesus isn't really concerned about uh, you becoming a financial guru. Jesus is really only concerned with one thing when it comes to you and money. And we're gonna talk about that in a couple of minutes. But before we do that, it's important that you have some context. Because you see, when Jesus is, is teaching, when we read through the gospel accounts, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John in the New Testament, right? The, the, the narrative accounts of Jesus' life, and we see Jesus talking about money, and he talks about money in a number of places, Jesus is assuming that his listeners have a base level of knowledge, okay? And so I wanna catch you up real quick on that base level of knowledge. You ready? Here we go. I'm going to share with you four scriptures that really will give you that foundation. The first one is Psalm 24, 1. It says, the earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and all its people belong to him. So this is very simple, but this is this idea that people of faith embrace that God made everything. God ultimately owns everything. Everything belongs to God. Ecclesiastes 5.10 says, whoever loves money never has enough. Whoever loves wealth is never satisfied with their income. This is another principle here. Um, when I was, a, when I was a, a little kid, I remember uh, my little brother and I, uh, we started getting uh, allowance. And I remember I'd get that dollar and uh, my brother would just, he would try and it would be burning a hole in his pocket. Like he couldn't wait to, to spend that dollar. Maybe, maybe that's you. Maybe you know someone like that. Um, but I was the saver, okay? I was like, I'm saving that dollar. And I started to like save those and stack them up. I love to like have my little stack of, of $1 bills. And uh, you know what I realized though about that stack, $1 bills? No matter how high I got that stack, and it wasn't that high, but no matter how high I got that stack, it was never high enough, was it? Because this is just true about us. When, we're, when we love money, when we're focused on it, it just, it's never gonna be enough. Two others that Jesus assumes that we already have as a baseline. Proverbs 22, seven, you might've uh, heard this one in the, in the uh, financial peace video. The rich rule over the poor and the borrower is slave to the lender. This is really just this principle and it is so true. And you know this, that if you have debt, it has an influence on your life. It is restricting, it is controlling. So you just need to be aware of that. And then finally, let me share with you one more. Um, this is definitely a personal one for me. Proverbs 13, 11. Wealth from get rich quick schemes quickly disappears. Let me stop right there because some of you are going, oh man, oh yes, I do know that one. I have to tell you, when I was in my mid 20s, um, I went in on a real estate investment with a friend of mine from college who'd moved out to Surprise, Arizona. And he was like, Derek, we are gonna get rich, man. It's gonna be amazing. And let me tell you, it was a surprise, all right, okay? In the worst kind of way. I have never seen money so quickly disappear in my life. 
Okay, this is just a great, great reminder. This is, this is timeless truth from the Bible. Okay, be careful of these things. It's like, oh yeah, you're just gonna make a ton of money. You know, make a thousand dollars in a day from your, uh, you know, in your spare time. Okay, we'll see. Um, but I love the second half of that proverb. Wealth from hard work grows over time. Man, it's boring, but isn't it true? So, uh, we talked about Financial Peace University a little bit earlier in the service. And, and I just, I, w- I wanna tell you that, spoiler alert, okay, if you're like, what is that whole thing about? Like, what, what are they really teaching? Okay, here's the spoiler. They're basically teaching that wealth from hard work grows over time. But in a really energizing, really motivating, and if I could even say entertaining and humorous way. I've never heard teachings on finances be so incredibly hilarious. Um, and, and so... But here's the thing. It's not even the content that's so good about financial peace. In case you're like, I really need to get a handle on my money, but I, I just don't want to do a class, okay? Let me tell you why this works, especially if you've tried and failed before to like do budgets or any of that stuff. It's because you're not alone in the journey. So you're in the class with other people and the community aspect of it is the most essential and the most powerful part of financial peace University. It's why people have been, have been able to have so much success at Grace Community Church. So I just want to say, if you're struggling to get a grip on your finances, if the, the word finances or budget stresses you out to no end, you owe it to yourself to try Financial Peace University this fall. Okay, shameless plug over. Let me just recap for you then. Okay, because we're about to get into Jesus' words on money and that one essential thing that he wants us to know. But just as a recap, okay, this is what Jesus is already assuming that we have in our minds, okay? Everything belongs to God. Money ultimately never satisfies us. Debt will control you and wealth is built over time, all right? So with that in mind, with those principles in mind, Jesus is just after one thing, one thing when it comes to money, okay? And, and I'm giving you uh, three different excerpts of Jesus' teachings here because we don't have time to go into all the different things that Jesus taught and the interactions and the parables and everything. I'm just gonna give you three um, excerpts here and I want you to notice the theme. See if you can see the one thing that Jesus is concerned about. The first one's from Matthew six twenty four. This is from Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. He says, no one can serve two masters. Either you'll hate the one and love the other, or you'll be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. Luke 12, 15. Then Jesus said to them, watch out, be on your guard against all kinds of greed. Life does not consist in an abundance of possessions. That's a great reminder, isn't it? Finally, one more, Matthew 6, 19 through 21. Jesus says, don't store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moths and vermin destroy. When's the last time you heard someone say vermin, by the way? Um, And where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moths and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. And here's the key line. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So, What Jesus is saying, when you read all through his teachings on money, 
you find this one thing that Jesus is driving at, this one thing that he doesn't want us to miss. Are you ready for it? This is what he wants us to know. God doesn't want your money. He wants your heart. Let me say that again. God doesn't want your money. He wants your heart. The reason we know that God doesn't want your money is because God already has it. You know that, right? I mean, it's all God's. God made the universe. God made you and me. God can do whatever he wants. God doesn't need anything. God doesn't want for anything ever. Otherwise, he wouldn't be God. So God doesn't want your money, but he does want your heart. And what Jesus knows so well about us is that money can so easily get in the way of what God wants to do in your life. Now, there's an important thing that that I want to make a distinction on because so often there's a misperception when it comes to money and, uh, and, and how God feels about money. So Jesus never says that money is bad, okay? Never says money is bad. Money is neutral. It's a tool. It's a medium of exchange. It's not bad in and of itself. But the love of money, that is what Jesus is very concerned about when it comes to you and me. God uh, does not want us to get caught up in money. And so Jesus has a very simple and effective solution to this problem of us having, letting money have too much power over us. And I'm going to show you what it is, okay? I'm telling you there's some intensity here. So just, okay, another deep breath maybe. You want one of those? Just take it right now, all right? Here we go. This is Jesus' words, not mine. Here we go. The answer. Luke 6.30, give to everyone who asks you. Matthew 19.21, if you want to be perfect, Jesus says, go sell your possessions and give to the poor. Luke 18, 22, Jesus says, sell everything you have and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. And finally, Acts 20, 35, one of my personal favorite verses. Jesus says, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Jesus' instructions to us. I know this is hard. I know we're in church. Okay, you feel some kind of way right now. But Jesus' instructions to us to guard ourselves against money taking too much control over us is give, is give. And here's why. Because when you give, you realize that your money doesn't control you, but you control your money. Okay, when you give, you realize that your money doesn't control you. You control your money. That's very, very powerful. Now, I want to take a quick time out for a second here because um, if you are sitting here right now and you're like, you know what? I knew it. I knew this was all about grace. They are going to take an offering. I can feel the ushers. They're about to come down with the offering plates right now. Here's what I would like to say to you. If you think that this message is about Grace Community Church or about the finances of of grace, um, I would encourage you, when you think about giving, don't, don't give to grace. Just don't even give to grace. There's tons of amazing churches in this area. You can Google a a whole bunch of them, okay? If you wanna practice this principle. You see, this message isn't about grace. It's about what God wants to do in your life. 
And one other thing, as I recognize that for a lot of us, like we're overwhelmed right now when it comes to finances. Like we're just happy that, you know, we're not bouncing checks and we're getting to the end of the month. And I, I get that, okay? If you're in a place where you're just like, man, this is so overwhelming, okay? Jesus is not asking you to go home and write a check like your Bill and Melinda Gates, okay? That's, that's not the point of what Jesus is trying to say here. But what Jesus is trying to do is to make sure that we are free from this grip that money can have on our lives. And his clear takeaway, his clear action item is to give. So even in the midst of what could feel like total chaos in terms of your finances right now, don't miss what Jesus might be trying to say to you and just try and be open to what that might look like for you. That's, that's all I want you to do is just try and be open, okay? Because, and, and here's why this matters. Here's why this is so important. Because as followers of Jesus Christ, now, if you're just here checking out Grace Community Church, you're just still trying to figure out who Jesus is, all right, then just sit back. You're off the hook on this, all right? But for, for, for those of us who put our faith in Jesus and we're like, yes, I'm following Jesus. I'm trying to live like Jesus, Okay. This is why this, is, this matters. Because as followers of Jesus, we are called to give. And I don't just mean that in financial terms. I mean, we're called to give ourselves our very lives. That's what Jesus did. That's what we are called to do. Jesus says in Matthew 5, 13 and 16, you've heard this before. He says, you are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. He's talking to me. He's talking to you. He's saying, we are salt and light. Think about that for a second. What what does salt do? What does light do? It gives. That's the very essence of what it means to be a Christian. We are to give. We are to bless. And I have to tell you, especially if you're new to grace, as a church, we take this imperative so seriously. Every November, we do something called Be Rich. And it is this um, campaign of generosity. And it really kicks off like an entire 12 months where we just, we love to focus on compassion and justice initiatives. And we have all of these different partner organizations. Be Rich is like, we do this sermon series and it's like, man, it's super hyped and, and uh, we kick everything off. But really it, it takes us through all 12 months. And as we get to the end of 12 months, we, every year at Grace, give away over a half a million dollars to compassion and justice causes. That's just what we do. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and, and you're, you're all a part of that. And so um, I, I can't wait for November. It's one of my favorite sermon series of the year. Uh, stay tuned for that one. But I do want to let you know about um, a recent partnership Uh, And a recent uh, thing we did just a couple of months ago is really, really cool. Um, So we heard about an organization, uh, many of you've heard of them because they've gotten a lot of press, um, RIP Medical Debt. Uh, They've been on NPR and CBS and a bunch of other national uh, media outlets. And uh, this is a nonprofit, it's 10 years old. And what they do is they help people who are living in poverty to get free from medical debt. 
And, um, and they have set up, and, and I think this is so cool, I'm kind of a finance nerd, okay? But they've, they've worked this, this thing out over 10 years where now if you donate $100 to RIP Medical Debt, they will pay off $10,000 worth of debt uh, for someone who's in poverty. And so we were like, man, this, this is amazing. We, we gotta try this out, you know, especially because Be Rich is coming and I don't know what we're gonna do with that yet, but let's try it out. So, um, so we said, we, we, we asked them, we said, okay, uh, what are the current uh, medical debts of our, our neighbors in Arlington, Alexandria, Fairfax, Falls Church, and the District of Columbia? And um, so they told us and we said, yeah, we wanna do that. We wanna pay that off. And so we were able to pay off, we just got the report actually a couple of weeks ago, we were able to pay off over $1.6 million in debt for 974 of our neighbors here in our community. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. And when you do the math on that, it's even more awesome, okay? It really is. Um, And and one of the things that I thought was was just really cool um, was that every single one of those 974 people got a letter. And that letter just said, hey, your debt has been paid through the generosity of Grace Community Church in Arlington, Virginia. And you know what? It's really not about grace, but at the same time, this is what the church is supposed to be about. You know what I'm saying? This, this is the essence of what it means to be the church. We are blessed to be a blessing. We are salt. We are light. This is what we do as a church. All right, so it's time to take the pressure off. It's time to let you relax. You sit back in your seat, drop your shoulders a little bit, okay? Let go of your wallet um, because um, we're gonna, we're gonna uh, conclude this series now. And uh, I'm gonna actually ask the music team to come out and, and help me with this. Um, we have talked about a number of different topics in this better series. I don't know which one was, uh, you know, stuck out to you the most. I love last week we talked about better friendships, but there have been some good ones, man. Sleep, health, boundaries, resilience, fun. I don't know what, which one landed with you. Maybe it's today. But one of the things that we talked about, I think it was during the better health message, was this principle of pre-deciding deciding in advance. Commit when you're strong so you don't waver when you're, when you're weak. That's good. And so I want to I kind of conclude our series by coming back to that idea. What do you need to pre-decide? Maybe for you, you're like, man, my finances are such a wreck and, and they stress me out all the time. I'm pre-deciding today. I'm signing up for Financial Peace University. I'm getting a handle on them. Maybe you're like, you know what? I don't know what it looks like, this whole giving thing at all, but I'm gonna pre-decide to take a step in that direction today. Or maybe it's something else. Maybe it's, it's one of the other uh, topics in this series. They're like, dang it. I was gonna do something about that. Just right now. What do you need to predecide? What might God be whispering to you in this moment? Take a second, just think about it. What do you need to predecide? And as you're thinking about that, I want to let you know something. 
God predecided something too. God predecided something about you. The Apostle Paul writes about it in Romans 5 8. He says, But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Now, my interpretation of that while we were still sinners, before we could do anything, before I even knew who God was, before you could utter your first prayer, Christ died for me and for you. He predecided that he was going to choose you, that he was going to love you. He predecided I'm coming down to this earth to lay down my life, to demonstrate my love for each of my children. And that right there, God predeciding, that's the reason why we give. That's the reason why we love. That's the reason why we serve. It's because God first gave and God first loved us. I know this is a hard thing to wrap our minds around. We often hear these words and we struggle to really feel them in our hearts. So I just want to give you just a a few moments right now. Just go ahead and bow your head and close your eyes, okay? And see if you can just meditate on this truth of how much God loves you. God predecided you. I don't want to pray for you right now. Lord, please help us. Help us to understand, to know the depth of your love, what you've done for us. You've predecided us. God, thank you that all of our abilities, everything we do, Lord, it's ultimately because you've done it for us first. Thank you, Lord, for loving us, for giving to us, Lord, and help us to love like you, to give like you, to be like you. We thank you, Lord, in Christ's name. Amen.